Think Humanities, a podcast for people who love history, philosophy, culture, literature, civic dialogue, and the arts. Think Humanities from Kentucky Humanities, where we have been telling Kentucky's stories for 47 years. Here's your host, Bill Goodman. What are the stories of African immigrants who now reside in Kentucky? Why are they important? A new University Press of Kentucky publication, Voices of African Immigrants in Kentucky, will be out in 2020. But we have the co-authors of the book with us today on Think Humanities. Uh, Two of them are in the studio with me, and I'll introduce them in a moment. Uh, The other uh, co-authors, there are four total, Francis Mazzoni, Ida Otinio, and our guest in the studio with me, Jack and Angene Wilson. They explore the complexities and ever-evolving nuances of what leaving, sometimes fleeing, seeking, reevaluating, rebuilding, and ultimately reestablishing what qualifies as home. Well-known Kentucky artist and poet Frank X. Walker said of the book, It's a must-read for anyone seeking the substance behind the newspaper headlines and statistics. Jack and Angene Wilson are also members of our Kentucky Humanities Speakers Bureau and are available to address any audience, your audience, uh, to speak at a civic function, a church, or wherever more than two or three people can gather and listen to the Wilsons. Thank you for being here. It's, uh, this is going to be a delightful conversation. Thank you for inviting us. To begin with, um, to uh, and Jean and Jack, um, tell me how you began this work. What was uh, the genesis of, of your thought process? Jack? Well, uh, we had done an earlier uh, oral history of returned Peace Corps volunteers in uh, Kentucky. Um, and working with the, uh, hum- the uh, Oral History Center here at UK, which, as you know, is a preeminent uh, center, uh, we enjoyed that. We turned that into, into a book, and when we were done, we said, what's next? And what was next seemed to us to be to look at African immigrants in Kentucky. The number has grown significantly over the last 20 years, 10 years for that matter. Um, And we had uh, our own experience uh, for many years uh, in West Africa, living in Liberia and Sierra Leone, in Jean and Ghana, traveling uh, in other African countries. we thought those people have a story to tell about coming to Kentucky and living and adjusting in Kentucky and finding at home. And Jean, what can you add to that? Well, for example, we knew Quaker Otto, who was uh, the uh, associate dean of the grad school and was from uh, Ghana. And we interviewed him before he retired and, and went to Prairie View. He was one of our first interviewees. Uh, we knew Robert and Tambu Chirwa because they, he was at uh, BCTC and uh, they went to our church. So we started with people that we knew. And um, 
at that time, uh, one of the people that is the well, the person we've known the longest, who now lives in Lexington, was one of our students when we were Peace Corps volunteers in Liberia. There's a lot, a big Liberian community here now. We knew that Kentucky, that Lexington specifically, was the third, fourth now I think, fourth large, has the fourth largest number of Congolese refugees in the country. So we knew we knew people who had come as professors or became professors. We knew people who were refugees. Uh, there were people coming on diversity visas. And uh, we just, um, we, we started with people we knew and then people would say, oh, well, you want to interview so-and-so. Um, for example, the uh, former ambassador from the Gambia during Bush's administration uh, who ended up staying because of what was going on in his country. Jack interviewed him. Um, a bishop who's from Kenya, a judge uh, from Sierra Leone, and so a lot of different different people. Uh, it was it just was fun to interview them. So the um, the, the structure of the book uh, is either uh, similar or exactly like your first book uh, on the Peace Corps, or or not, and that's what I want yeah. you to tell me. No, it's not. Go ahead, Angie. Well, it, it is similar in that the first chapter, well, the, the introduction talks about the concepts that we're talking about. The subtitle, you know, academic books always have to have subtitles. So the subtitle is um, Migration, Identity, and Transnationality. And so those were the concepts we were dealing with. And um, we, after the introduction, which introduces those concepts, then the, the first chapter is origins. We thought it was really important for people to know where these people come from and what their life stories were before they came. Because often we're only thinking about what are immigrants doing here now. Um, and the publicity today is more around uh, refugees. And we did interview refugees, but uh, there are also people who who came who were at least second generation university educated, and they came here for f further education in some cases. So there's a, a real range of of their background. So tell me the difference or, or the definitions of uh, refugee, uh, immigrant, and and will you walk through to um, the the authority they have to come to our country or the credentials that they need or how long they can stay and which feeds all of the controversy we are talking about today. Many of the people that we interviewed came as students on student visas and then maybe stayed and got jobs, which you can do. Okay, I mean, you can get a, a green card and then eventually become a citizen. A, a citizen. They come with uh, a student visa. Right, right. Do they apply for the green card immediately? No, 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 no. no. After that, they would have to get a job mm -hmm. in the United States. And a work in the permit. Country. And a work permit. What, right, what's right. the requirement for the green card? I, I, Five we, years. Uh, yeah, something, something like that. Uh, we're not experts at the, all the, the, and we don't mm -hmm. really deal with those in, in, in the book. But um, the, the refugees come and are very carefully vetted before they come. 
Um, and then they come through agencies like the Kentucky Refugee Ministries here in Lexington, and they have to pay back their ticket within three months. And um, if they're sponsored, sometimes helped by a church or something like that. There's also a diversity visa, uh, which um, started in 1990. At that point, um, there were many, many more uh, people coming from, uh, for example, uh, say Kosovo, than there were from all of the continent of Africa. Mm -hmm. So the diversity visa really opened up giving people who didn't have a chance to come uh, an opportunity to come. So those are the main Yeah, ways. and refugees normally are coming from a, uh, a conflict uh, zone origin, mm -hmm. but they may have spent years oh, yeah. in, in a refugee camp mm -hmm. in uh, a nearby mm -hmm. country. So, Jack, what's the difference then um, in... A refugee and an illegal immigrant well a refugee is coming uh, with uh, approval with papers if you like uh, perhaps uh, through initially being sponsored by the UNHCR and then the United States agrees to take a certain number of refugees uh, each year. Uh, and as Angie said, they're carefully vetted for their backgrounds and, and uh, mm -hmm. uh, so forth be, before they, they come. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, somebody who's coming, uh, coming, coming and, for example, the... The, the way people get undocumented most commonly, as I understand it, is that they overstay um, a, a, a visa, visitor visa. A, a visitor visa. Okay, that's that's one way. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. you hear about all these people coming across the southern border, uh, but those are not African immigrants. Well, 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 well yeah, yeah. And, and those people are trying to get asylum in the country, in this country, which is a different thing too. So. Um. Well, I've just um, I asked those questions, and, and you certainly answered those, because I think you would agree that there's a lot of confusion today yes. about uh, yes. who's being admitted and who's not, and, and right. uh, some become targets of, uh, of uh, a uh, un um, unwelcoming address to them personally mm -hmm. I mean they you know and and then again you uh, hear stories uh, like this morning where uh, in an unnamed uh, city in Missouri uh, in an unnamed restaurant in an unnamed uh, uh, ethnicity of food uh, the owner said I could not survive in this city and make a living unless I had these people working for me right that uh, Americans won't take those jobs yeah I, I think that what we wanted to do in this book was uh, showcase people who have come and uh, done very well and contributed to both this country and their countries back home because the emphasis tends to be on um, illegal mm -hmm. uh, immigrants. Mm -hmm. And those are not the people that we're interviewing. And although we never specifically ask that question of people 
we interviewed, we have no reason to believe that anybody we interviewed was not here with good legal mm -hmm. standing. Yeah. Right. Many of them actually citizens. Yeah, so yes. tell me uh, some of those stories uh, that are in the book. Well, um, start with the story. Uh, we, we begin the origin chapter with the story of Robert Chirwa's father and then Robert's story of wanting to come to the United States to uh, get his uh, graduate degree. He, he got a degree in Malawi, which is a country in East Africa, um, but he wanted, he, he was ambitious. I think that that's one of the things that, that, that comes out in all of these. People, people wanted opportunity, and that's actually the, 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 the title of our second chapter. They wanted opportunity. They wanted to, to, to do um, better, to do more. Um, and so that's, that's a good story. He has taught at uh, BCTC for 25 years teaching computer science you know he's teaching the next generation of, of mostly I mean you know, kids not not international kids but but kids uh, who've grown up in Kentucky um, there are uh, stories of refugees people who and, and asylees who, who, who came I don't know what what why would you choose, well, Jack? Well, I, I would talk about uh, a man who uh, came in the early 60s, uh, was oh, yes. educated in, uh, not Vermont. Uh, uh, Maine. Maine. Maine got his undergraduate degree in Maine, uh, struck up uh, a friendship with a visiting professor there who took him to Oklahoma, where he got his Ph.D. in uh, chemical engineering, and he went back to Nigeria and for 35 years worked for Shell Oil uh, at a time when there was disruptions in Nigeria. He sent s several of his children to the United States for their university education because the universities were closed at that particular time in Nigeria. Well, they came. Most of them have stayed. They're doctors, pharmacists, engineers. I can't forget what the, the well, other well, was. The, the sixth but, child is studying yes. for a at UK now. And at some point, their children said to him, you need to come and stay. We are here, your children and your grandchildren. Mm -hmm. uh, he did. Then his wife came several years later. And today, he He's working at Walmart. <laughs> be, be, because he wants to have He some, wants to yeah. be out he, he's and a meet people. Do they have greeters in No, 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 he's yeah. a cashier. He's oh. a cashier now. He, okay. he, um, he, we, we went to his wife's 70th birthday party yeah. a couple of weeks ago, and, and Sim is just, he's, he's a wonderful person. We were comparing notes because he was a member of Rotary in Lagos, uh -huh. uh, and uh, he had just been to the Rotary International Convention in Germany, and we'd just been in Germany. 
Um, and he will be probably at the welcome picnic on Sunday for the international students at University uh, at, of Kentucky. At University mm -hmm. of Kentucky. Um, so, and in, in, in Gashaw Lake, who uh, came to, how long has he been at, at um, uh, Kentucky State? Well, he's been he's in the United Ethiopia. States I mean, for over 45 years. Yeah. And, and he came uh, to go to a small college in Ohio, and uh, the school had started, and he ended up uh, going then uh, to a, a, a school in Michigan. Uh, and went on and did uh, graduate work okay, in, again in Oklahoma. Oklahoma, yeah, Oklahoma. yeah. Anyway, so the um, the small paragraph describing your talk for Kentucky Humanities yes, right. uh, under the the title Kentucky and Immigration. Uh, I'm going to get back to the question: Who is a Kentuckian? Yeah. Um, but but uh, someone uh, maybe at the University Press of Kentucky, or maybe this is uh, these are your questions. And these I'm, are our I just questions. Want, these are your questions. There are our questions. Um, uh, for example, um, returning to that question, uh, must one be born in the Commonwealth to be considered a Kentuckian? Now, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna let you answer those. <laughs> I'm afraid if I guessed at one, I'd I'd uh, I'd, I'd miss. Um, but it also define. It depends on what your definition of a Kentuckian is. So, yes, so, exactly. so go ahead. Let me just flat out ask the question: Must one be born in in the Commonwealth? That's a question for discussion. We don't have an answer to that. Oh. We thought that it would be interesting in terms of, of thinking about all these people who are coming into Kentucky. There are now 20, more than 20,000 African immigrants. That doesn't include all the immigrants from other countries in the world. Uh, how, do we, how do we consider immigrants? Do we think of them as uh, Kentuckians? Uh, and... Well, yeah. I, I, let me just ask, um, out of that 20,000, that's, yeah. that's a pretty good size yeah. number right. for, for our state yeah. size, pretty good size number. Now, moving from immigration to the 2020 census right? and the controversial question there, yeah. out of the 20,000, now you may not know, and I'm not going to hold you to the exact number, do, 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 are 50% of them? No idea. U.S. citizens? No idea, but no. but but a lot. But we ha do have a lot of refugees, and, and all of those folks are on the way to becoming citizens mm -hmm. because they came here mm -hmm. uh, because they had to leave their country. But their they countries. may not be citizens yet. yet yeah, you have, yeah, they right. would have to have been here right, right, at least exactly. five years. So another one of your questions: How important is assimilation, and what does it mean? What does it mean to assimilate in a, a new country? Again, a question for discussion. Uh, we don't have the answer. I think that's a. I, I think that, like, who is a Kentuckian, is a a, a question that's interesting to talk about. What, what do we mean when we say assimilation? Do we mean people need to speak English? Well, as you find out when you read the book, everybody who we interviewed said, "Well, you have to learn English, or you're not going to make it in mm -hmm. the United States." I mean, that's but does an accent make a difference? Yeah, right. As to whether you can be a Kentuckian and what kind of accent. There are a lot of accents in Kentucky. What's your opinion? <laughs> and I have been asked, well, I think, to this very point. Uh, on our previous book, one of the places we were speaking, uh, a person said to us, well, your accent, you must not be from here. Where were you from? Uh -huh. And her definition 
was to be a Kentuckian, you had to be born here. We were from away. Uh And that's a term I've heard more than once. And it's true. Uh, We have Midwestern accents. Uh That's Uh, fascinating. Um, Was this person in the rural area of Kentucky? Yeah, Yeah, it was in a, a smaller town, but... Yeah. But really, northeastern Ohio, yeah. uh, uh, northeastern Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, right. uh, so, uh, what is transnationality? Well, transnationality is a concept that um, Francis Mazzoni helpfully introduced us to, because what we found was that the people we were interviewing were contributing and connecting both to the to here to the United States and to their home countries. They were doing, you know, setting up organizations there, sending back money to help family. Uh, put, put brothers or children through school, school fees. Right, right. Well, what's, what, what then um, is the difference in having a dual citizenship and... And transnationality? Yeah. Well, I think that th- th- there are countries that do have dual citizenship. Of course, the United States doesn't recognize that. Mm-hmm. Um, but transnationality, you know, let me, because I brought this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, f- I found this, I, I see Atla- the Atlantic Daily, and so I think I saw this on, uh-huh. the, on the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. This is by a essayist uh, in 1916 essay. And this person says, and although the concept that Francis introduced us to is more recent in the last maybe 10, 20 years, Mm -hmm. he says, America is coming to be not a nationality, but a transnationality, a weaving back and forth with many other lands of many threads of all sizes and colors. Now that's more than a century ago when we also had lots of immigrants coming in. And so the idea of transnationality is, can those of us who are, are welcoming immigrants say it's okay to be connected and contribute to your own country as well as to contribute and be connected to this country? Because the people who are here are doing a lot here too. Um, and those of us like ourselves feel as though we're connected to other to other countries too what we you know our one the the person that we have known longest who now lives in lexington was one of our students in 1962 in liberia she is a citizen of this country mm-hmm. living here uh, the other uh, question or one of the other questions that um, we've included in your description on our kentucky humanities uh, Speakers Bureau page, and by the way, that's uh, kyhumanities.org uh, under programs. Scroll down to Speakers Bureau, and you have the roster there. But the question uh, is uh, about our friend and beloved um, um, uh, Kentucky author uh, who migrated out of Kentucky for a long time, and and, and now has come back um, to the state and been here for some uh, a matter of years. Can immigrants be included in what Kentucky author Bell Hooks writes about in belonging a culture of place, in belonging to a culture of place? Is that, yeah. So, so you, that, that's, uh, talk about what she wrote and how you answer that question. Well, one of the things we wanted to do was, was think about what home means 
because Kentuckians talk a lot about that. And we quote uh, Wendell Berry and Happy Chandler and Frank X. Walker, and then we quote um, Bell Hooks. And she talks about um, in returning to my home state all the years that I was living away, I found there there essential remnants of a culture of belonging, a sense of the meaning and vitality of geographical place. And I think what we're asking is, can Kentucky become that for immigrants, in this case, African immigrants whom we've interviewed? How, how can we make people welcome here so that they feel that we have a culture of belonging that is expansive? And I think of one uh, person that I interviewed who said, well, there was a time when I thought uh, the, the U.S. and Kentucky was home for my daughter, but now it's home for me. Mm-hmm. And what he meant was <clears throat> he'd raised his children here they were more American than associated with his original mm-hmm. uh, roots in Africa. Uh, but slowly, he, he felt as American as they were. And, and I think of somebody else who, who uh, had spent <clears throat> 10 years here, uh, educated at Berea uh, was a, as a nurse, and he went back to his home country and said, I, I don't feel at home there anymore. I don't understand what's going on there. I feel at home in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Kentucky is home. Uh, so it's different for different mm-hmm. individuals, obviously. So finally, um, what do you want people to learn from your book? And in a day and age when this is front and center, we just mentioned before we started recording that there's not a day goes by without a story about uh, immigration of some sort. What do you want people to, to, to learn and take away from your book? I think we want them to be introduced to real African immigrants, listen to their voices, to what they have to say, and consider that they can be part of Kentucky too, or wherever you're talking about. Because some of these people don't live in Kentucky anymore, they've gone someplace else. But can the United States have space, <laughs> welcome uh, other people, and, and, and recognize that they make contributions to this country. They make our country better. And, and understand that they have struggles similar to their fellow Kentuckians in life. They have ambitions and they have goals say, for example, their children's education. Uh, And uh, they want to achieve just like their neighbor. Well, it's uh, 
Fascinating topic. Uh, I, I think you are doing a, a wonderful job in bringing it to, to the forefront. And in talking about the history of, of the African immigrants in Kentucky, but at the same time, you're call it, calling uh, a very uh, attention, some very positive attention uh, to the topic that, that is so front and center today. And you're doing it in a in a, um, a scholarly way, uh, not not yelling and, and screaming back and forth. And I, I think that's important for people to take uh, and b- to be aware of. Real people. <laughs> well, thank you, uh, Jack and Angie Wilson, uh, for uh, coming in today for the podcast and for being a member of the Kentucky Humanities Speakers Bureau. Uh, you're, you're now uh, ready to go out on the road. Uh, you'll uh, go just about anywhere in the, in the Commonwealth. Uh, it's an interesting story. The book uh, from the University Press of Kentucky doesn't come out until next year, January. early next year, early January, January of 2020, right. and it'll be available then. And, and uh, I'm sure um, surrounding not only the talk that you do for us, but the book launch and, and getting uh, the book out there uh, is important for you too. So thank you once again. Thank you. Thank you. Think Humanities is a podcast from Kentucky Humanities, where we have been telling Kentucky's stories for 47 years. Think Humanities is available at kyhumanities.org, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Join us next week for a new episode of Think Humanities.